we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode 102. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, that's my co-host, Dylan Savage. Dylan, how are we doing this week, man? Bobby, we're doing fantastic. We're doing great over here in the Lasevich household over in Troy. Um, Bobby, I mean, how's your week been? Uh, really good. Um, we've gotten a lot of uh, great response and um, feedback on last week's episode with uh, Young and 419, a.k.a. Todd Young. A lot of his community came out, listened to the show. I know that kind of bumped us up a little bit numbers-wise, which is awesome. And a lot of our listeners went to his stream, you know, on Wednesday. Um, you know, our boy Joe the Greek and a couple of our other listeners, um, Jay Guzman and Alex Free, we all we all went on his uh Pokemon stream there. We had a four way pack battle, and Joe uh Joe beat our ass and came away, and uh, it was a winner take all scenario, and got all the all the hits. So he he went away, and that was after he won the giveaway that they had earlier in the night. So. He left that stream, uh, you know, handsomely rich. So it was, it was a lot of fun, and it was really cool to see people um, from our show go and support him and, and mention in the comments that they, they came from, from TSP, and I know they really appreciated it. So um, that definitely made my week uh, big time. Um, but besides that, it kind of sucked, man. Uh, a little bit of, a, you know, the same Ohio shit that we uh, experienced. You know, it was just in the 50s and 60s, probably, what, a week, week and a half, and then this week. Uh, it was just cold, rainy. It was windy for like 48 hours straight. Um, not fun. So uh, besides that, though, man, it's it's been an awesome week. Yeah, you're telling me, man. I've completely – I didn't forget. I shouldn't say I completely forgot. But living in Florida for a little bit just didn't have that drastic change in weather, man. And it's it's getting me the sniffles here and there. It's working out in the climate. Uh, but just, yeah, going from like the 20-degree mornings um, – to the 60 degree evenings and then going back to like 20 degree mornings. It's like, Jesus, man, it's back and forth. Body can't get used to it. Can't, can't change fast enough. But uh, this week on episode 102, Bobby, uh, we have an intriguing guest indeed. Uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the Perminator pro wrestler. He's single-handedly bringing mullets back. That's Sam Beal. Sam Beal, how you doing? I'm doing great. What an introduction that was. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing awesome, man. It's uh, I'm happy to be here, and uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to get this thing rolling. Yeah, the, the pleasure is all ours, uh, Sam. Um, now, being someone as a Rossford graduate, uh, went to high school with each other. I believe you're a grade below me, and you kind of like lose connection. After high school, it's like at a snap of a finger, like the people that you've always talked to, hung with, uh, had connections with, the cliques uh, that you created through school, um, you lose at least half of it once you graduate. Uh, and it's very unfortunate. It's not on like purpose or anything. It's just, you know, careers take you one way. Um, schools, college definitely take you other ways and directions across the nation. Um, but following your career um, as a wrestler from afar through social media postings, it, it's it's quite the experience to see you like just like wrestling in like backyards and such. And then it kind of blows up into now like most recently on impact. Uh, we'll get into all of that through this episode. I know Bobby has a couple of questions, but um, man, it's, it's just how you, how you been, how you been uh, training. Um, how's this, the wrestling life in general? Uh, it's awesome. I couldn't ask for anything else. Like uh, every single time I go on a trip, like yesterday I was up in Kalkaska, Michigan and every single time I just, I get back to the locker room after the match or the car after the show, and I'm just like, man, I just love this, dude. I love everything about it. The long car drives, the bullshitting with your friends, the 
meeting new people from all over the place, making connections like that. Like wrestling has just done so much for me in my life and I, I can't thank it enough. Uh, and I'm excited because I'm just getting started, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Um, as, as a lot of people know, we, I, I mentioned it, um, you know, a little bit, Dylan's not really a big wrestling fan, so we don't uh, get into conversations about it too much, but I try to bring it up uh, every once in a while. Um, I, yeah, I've been watching pro wrestling since, you know, I was probably, I don't know, kindergarten, first grade back in the early nineties to today. Today I, uh, I keep up with it, but, um, you know, with my work schedule and, and, and being a dad and stuff, I'm usually in bed, um, uh, by the time, you know, your, your uh, prime time stuff's on. So I'll read up on it and watch like the pay-per-views, but I'm not watching weekly like I used to, but, um, it's, uh, I don't know, even today. You know, some of my friends we would watch it all together in high school and stuff, and then they just kind of grew out of it. But I, it's just always captivated me. And, and even today, um, you know, I can sit down and and watch like you know the Royal Rumble, which is one of my favorite pay per views that WWE puts on, and um, I just have a blast watching it. And you know, I'm in, I'm in my 30s now, and uh, you know, I ain't, I ain't afraid to admit that. But uh, I've um, I've seen I've seen your name pop up, you know, here and there, especially uh, around obviously the the Toledo area, and like we talked about in pre production, um, you know, we ha- we have a, a mutual friend in Brian Castle there, so um, I'm you know I'm friends with him on some of the socials, so I've seen your name uh, brought up, um, but it was awesome to kind of I, I did a double take, you know, about a week or so ago, because um, I do follow uh, Impact Wrestling on Twitter, and um, I seen your name, and I yeah, like I said, I I was like holy shit. And I did a double take because um, I do. I, I try to catch them as well uh, I, when they uh, stream on Twitch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't always get to. So I kind of try to keep up on there. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, lo and behold, it was it was the guy I thought it was. And it was super cool, man. And it looked like uh, you're ready to rock. And um, it, it's awesome to see you kind of brew up, man. Um, we'll kind of go. I know we're kind of jumping ahead here, but how's that experience been so far for you? Uh, it was, it was everything I dreamt of, you know, it was like, kind of like one goal off my list and it was kind of cool to realize it. Um, everybody there was super cool and super fun to learn from. And it was by far the best learning experience I've ever had. Um, it was also really surreal for me. Like, you know, uh, I, I got to sit down and watch it with my, uh, with my mom and my family and just to see their show like their their face light up a little bit seeing me on tv was really really awesome for me uh kind of like you know it's like a little like i kind of put it into an analogy of like a brick wall like you know and uh it's kind of like i'm poking through that brick wall just a little bit and seeing the other side just a little bit but i got a little i got a lot more to do but it's it's a step in the right direction you know yeah, just a little peek. It's a little peek, yeah. a little taste of what yeah. you actually uh, are striving to get to. Um, and if that is not motivation enough, how did it all start? Who who was your inspiration, I guess, growing up? And um, what made you get into pro wrestling? Well, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I grew up with uh, my brother and my, well, I grew up with my entire family, but uh, my brother and I, uh, Scott, were really, really close. And he was a huge wrestling fan back when I was like at a super young age. And so, I mean, anything and everything he did, I was like, well, I want to do it too. So we would always watch wrestling together back in the Stone Cold Steve Austin days and Hulk Hogan and like towards the end of his like run. And I, I just fell in love with it when I was a little kid. Um, I unfortunately like kind of fell out of it. Uh, per se towards like my junior high years. But uh, once I hit like sophomore, I was like a fresh beginning of freshman year or maybe the middle of it. I uh, <clears throat> was over at one of my buddy's house and he like is actually his little brother. I wasn't really even friends with him today. I am though. I don't know if you know him, Travis Sherman. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, um, he was watching wrestling and I was over there hanging out with his brother and I walked in, I kind of started watching. I said, Oh, this is awesome. And ever since then, I just continuously watched it. Like me growing up through high school, I would wrestle on the trampoline with all of my buddies. We'd put on our own little company or whatever you'd want to call it. And 
just have fun. We'd play with action figures, play the video games, anything there was to do with wrestling, you name it, we did it. But I never really thought of it as like a like a, a career goal or like, oh man, I really wanted to do this when I was when I grow up. Um, but until my freshman year of college, uh, I mean, we were I still loved wrestling without a doubt. I was a huge major fan. But my freshman year of college, I was at work at Rossford High School cutting grass and uh, I was watching a documentary on one of my breaks. Uh, it was a documentary about Seth Rollins. It was like the redesign, rebuild, reclaim documentary. And I don't know what it was, but it struck me in one way that I was like, dang, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is it. This is what I want to do. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make it happen. So I, uh, so I looked up some schools around here and uh, I luckily found one school uh, called Northwest Ohio Wrestling. Uh, it wasn't the greatest of schools to start off with, but it got my foot in the door, and I'm forever thankful for that. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> that's how it all started, and I mean, I'm off and running now. Hell yeah, man. And um, the other thing that I wanted to point out, too, which is pretty cool, is uh, obviously um, the guy that you were you were working with when you did show up on Impact is another person from Toledo, Trey Miguel, which I thought is makes it even that much cooler, uh, you know, two guys that are representing um, the area here, the 419, um, you know, on, on, a, on a major program. That's that's pretty fucking sweet, man. So kudos to you on that. Uh, hopefully you keep climbing, man. Yeah, it was definitely a moment for me. Like, I love I love Trey. He's one of my best friends, and having to, having to have that experience with him on a national level was, it was, I mean, awesome. That's all I can really say. Uh, we have like there's like a picture of us two in the ring together and like it is like one of my favorite pictures i've ever gotten or ever seen it's just awesome you're gonna have to get that frame man blow it up get oh, frame yeah, um yeah. definitely you know what i'm saying maybe even have you guys sign it that'd be pretty that'd be pretty sweet hang it up maybe even where uh you know your wrestling school is at i'm sure they'd love that but um i'm gonna add, i gotta ask some of the cliche uh you know shit man like uh you know, who who were some of your favorites growing up and some of the guys that, uh, you know, made you want to do this? And were you also – where were your ties in the Monday Night Wars? See, I love those questions, though. I I love them. Um, see, well, I was – during the Monday Night Wars, I mean, I've always been a WWE, WWF guy. So, like, I never really knew about anything else other than WWE until i joined wrestling so that like kind of was my ties i was more of like a wwe guy but um growing up like i said earlier on like my favorites were always like hulk hogan and stone cold uh but i think the goat the greatest of all time is john cena he is the man he is honestly he can do it all he can be a good guy he can be a bad guy and he can put on good matches with everybody um but Post like falling out a little bit that I had when I got back into it when I was in high school, um, some of the guys were like uh, Kevin Owens. He inspired me a lot because like when I was in high school, I had the same kind of like body frame as him. So I was like, man, he could do stuff cool, some cool stuff. Why? I mean, why can't I? You know. Um, but my all-time favorite guy there, in you're gonna be surprised by this, but. My all-time favorite guy is Dolph Ziggler. I don't know what it is and what he, what he does. Every time I watch him cut a promo, like do in-ring stuff, like have matches, dude, it just it gets me like butterflies. It's like your favorite sports team, like winning the Super Bowl or something like that. He's just that guy for me. So I'm, I was actually fortunate enough to meet him one time in Perrysburg at the Funny Bone because he does comedy gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was really cool for me to kind of like meet one of the guys that I've idolized in wrestling. So, yeah, Ziggler, yeah. um, he he can he can go. Obviously, I mean that's very clear. He's very charismatic and on the mic. And I, for whatever reason, man, he's just he's right there against that glass ceiling and just has never broke through. I mean, he cracked it a few times, you know, probably about ten years ago. But ever since, he's just kind of that guy that people get thrown in with to to look like a million bucks. And uh, you know, he's. He's definitely always wrong. been underrated. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with making people look good. I'll say sure. that. 
Yeah, no, not at all. I just, you know, he's just one of those guys that you you wish he, uh, you know, he'd get the gold around his waist you know, at least, you know, once or twice. But yeah, no, yeah. um, he's just like just like Daniel Bryan today. I don't think he gives a shit whether or not he has a world title on his waist. He's just in there wanting to wrestle whoever and and making them look great and uh, got to respect that. And Kevin Owens, yeah, I, I I watched a lot of these guys, um, you know, in, in Ring of Honor back in the day. Um, I actually seen. A couple of them guys used to roll around like the Detroit area, so I'd catch some of them live shows, and it's kind of mind-boggling how many people from from uh, back in those days in ROH are uh, either on WWE or you know somebody like I watched Kenny Omega. He was actually on like he was like one of the opening guys. He used to jerk the curtain for ROH, and now he's like arguably the best guy. So it's just crazy to see the uh, the jump there. But yeah, it's um, definitely- I can respect that. Yeah, it's definitely insane for me to like, because like I like I said to you, I have no idea about like indie wrestling, ROH, like uh, New Japan, like anything like that. I had no idea before rest like before I started wrestling. So like once I joined professional wrestling, it opened up so many like wow, like there are so many great guys on the scene. Like it's insane. Like right now, uh, right now there are like there's so many top guys that like are out there like in the indies on the uh on aew impact roh wb there's so many good guys at wrestling it's it's insane yeah for sure um and dylan i'm gonna let you get in here because obviously me me and uh sam here it sounds like we could talk about wrestling for the next 10 hours so i might as well (laughs) get in where you fit in before I uh, i get carried away yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, when I did watch, or when I used to watch uh, pro wrestling, WWE, um, I, I was kind of like a Sting guy. I remember uh, being at my grandma's house, turned on the TV, and back then she had, like, the old-fashioned TV, like, the, the dial shit on the channels and, like, no remote type deal. Um, but, yeah, I was watching I was watching Sting wrestle, and uh, that's I don't know if that like era of wrestling, um, you guys know more than me for sure, but that era of wrestling was kind of like, or just era of all sports back then was just better. I don't know if it's just nostalgia or whatever the case is, but uh, the matches seemed to be a little bit more graphic. Um, uh, there's just more just abuse being used as far as like bats, barbed wire, tacks, and crazy shit happening. I remember all that shit, but now I flip to it and I don't see that as much. I'm not sure if it's just pay-per-view events. They just unleash all the havoc um, just for the money grabbing. But uh, I'm telling you what, that just goes for all sports uh, across the board. I think just looking back, it's like even football for that matter. They make all the penalties now. So people just like it's two in touch here soon. Um, but I don't know. Pro wrestling, going back to that sting was my guy uh, back then when I used to watch it. And I, I've, from what I understand, he still wrestles, right? He like come out of retirement. He's like the Brett Favre of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, he's still rolling, man. In his sixties. Oh yeah. Um, Damn. I was pretty shocked about it. Yeah, he had a, he had a pretty rough neck injury like six years ago, so everyone thought he was done. And uh, he, I, I don't know. At some point, he got cleared, and yeah, he he just wrestled a match. He doesn't do anything that crazy, but the fact that he's even still doing it at that age and after having a Injury they had is pretty uh, pretty wild, but yeah, man, he's he's definitely one of the goats. But as, as far as what you're though. talking about, like wrestling back in those days, I think what really makes it stand out from today um, is the fact that there wasn't really any kind of social media. So like bad guys, even when they're like roaming around in the public, they're gonna act you know like a bad guy. They're not gonna be shaking people's hands and taking pictures and stuff. Like they're gonna you know, treat you like a piece of shit and, and the good guys are going to do the opposite of that. Whereas today kind of, you could see like, um, something like a heel, you know, a bad guy, um, on Instagram, you know, hanging out with the guy that he was just beating up the night before at the local bar or in the gym or whatever. <laughs> and, um, that kind of changes a little bit, kind of takes away the, the mystique in a way. Um, and then the, yeah, the violence and stuff has been toned down a little bit just cause nowadays, you know, so many people, um, you know, with like the CT injuries and, and all kinds of stuff. And a lot of the guys that you'll see from back in those days can barely get around because they were, you know, were doing some crazy shit like that. But um, that's kind of the nice thing about having like your, your networks and, and whatnot. You can go back and see some stuff. But I mean, AEW, which is one of the new companies, um, 
had a woman's match last week that had exactly what you were just talking about, Dylan. That would have uh, definitely tickled your fancy. Um, so it definitely still is out there, but it's just um, not nearly as much as it used to be. What's your experience, Sam? Is like being one that is not just watching it, but experiencing it. Um, what, what's been your experience as far as like the brutality of the sport? Um, brutality, or I was gonna kind of expand on the idea of like how you're talking about. You felt like wrestling was a little bit better back then. I oh, think absolutely. that I think the thing with that is that you are right with the nostalgia. Like there was a lot of storytelling and things like that back in the day and there there is still a lot of storytelling today too but a lot of people focus a a a lot on the moves i think now um so we kind of lose a little bit of the storytelling and then like uh another thing is is like there are two different eras so you have to kind of like appreciate each or each style of wrestling because like the style of wrestling that was going on uh, back in the day is completely different than what it is now and they're both two different forms of art, and you just gotta like kind of grow an appreciation for both. Um, as far as the brutality, <laughs> I I cannot express this enough. There is not a day after a match where I am not sore and like, oh my goodness, I am tired because it, it takes a toll on your body, man. T- taking bumps and uh, taking shots and like moves and off the rope. I mean, you name it, and that's not even talking about the hardcore matches and stuff we see on the TV and things like that. So, yeah, it takes a toll on your body, like especially at me being 22 years old and being sore all the time. Uh, it is, it's crazy. It's brutal. It definitely is. Now, uh, also, I would like to add, with that being the experience that it's, that it's brutal, it takes a toll on your body, um, I'm sure you have obviously tons of support and a lot of people in your corner, but with a lot of respect and support also comes to critics. Um, how do you handle those critics that uh, obviously maybe say that the sport's fake and have like the mad haters out there? Um, it's probably obviously not the majority, uh, but those people have to leak through sometimes on social media for sure. Like we brought up before with social media, everyone knows everything. Um, how do you handle those critics out there? I, I love when people critique me because it just helps me learn and it helps me uh, find ways to get better, you know. And for people that want to use the F word, as we would say in wrestling, uh, I mean, it, it just, it's just a, it's a form of art, man. It's entertainment. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine for you, man. And I'm not going to bury it down your throat and say, oh, you have to respect wrestling and love it blah 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 but you have to respect like what we do in the ring you know you don't have to love it you just got to respect it and um i i just like i like i was saying earlier about like love and critiques i i i use any sort of criticism as motivation because it's a chance to learn and get better from like from what they're saying you know yeah, a thing that drives me nuts too, and I'm not even actually like I'm not a wrestler at all. I'm just a fan. But the people that uh, you know throw on the F word, like you said, um, they'll say that about wrestling, but then they'll, they'll be talking to somebody else, like, "Oh man, the the fucking fight scene in Avengers was was nuts. It's just, <laughs> I couldn't believe it." And it's like, well, not only is that fake, a lot of times it's not even the actual actor that's doing the stunts anyway. It's like so, you know, you sound like an idiot saying stuff like that, but. I agree with you, man. Um, it's like a, I mean, a really cool version of like a soap opera is kind of what I call it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's live action sports. It's live action sports with a story. I mean, I, I can't sit here and convince you that wrestling is real, but I can damn sure sit here and convince you that I'm real and what I do in the ring is real. And I, that's what I like. That's what I try to do every single time I go out there. Try to just convince people who I am and make them realize like this this is this is awesome, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And one thing that is real or is also real is that hair, the Perminator. Now, how'd you get that oh, nickname? And, and where? Yeah, where did where did it all start, man? Like, uh, wh- why the perm? 
So, okay. So I, um, me and my buddies go up to a, uh, a country concert up in Michigan called Faster Horses. Um, it is the funnest and wildest time that you'll ever be a part of. And, um, last year around, or last, the last time we went, I think it was uh, 2019 because we went every year. Um, I was seeing like a couple mullets pop up here and there at Faster Horses. And I was like, dude, I'm growing out a mullet for this, for this concert. It's going to be awesome and I'm going to do it. And, uh, so I started growing it out around like August of 2019 and then obviously COVID hit and they canceled faster horses. But at, at the time, like I was still wrestling a little bit. So I would, I would have my mullet in the match and people started to love it and they were like feeding off of it. And I was like, you know, I'm never getting rid of this thing. This is it now. And the the perm came from it was just me being silly like i i uh my mom's a hairdresser so like i saw somebody who had curly hair one day and i was like how funny would it be if i i permed my hair and my mom was like stop you're not doing this like whatever i was like no we're doing it like today so uh we we ended up permanent and my mom was la- laughing so hard she thought it was the funniest thing ever and I, I mean, ever since then, it's just me and it's perfect because like, it's, I, it's, it just fits me so well. I don't know. I, I'm a fun, crazy, unique guy. And I, I show that in the ring and, and my hair is no different, you know? Yeah. Then I'm glad Dylan had brought that up. Cause yeah, if you look at, uh, you know, some of your, your photos and stuff when you were wrestling, you know, a few years back to today, it's, it's uh vastly different which I think ultimately, you know, helped you kind of in the long run because uh, your look today kind of sets you apart from a, a lot of people now. Yeah, I get that a lot. I get like I have a good, unique look, so I keep at it. Um, but another thing that I kind of realized, it was after I did the whole like switch to perming my hair and whatever I've done to change myself. But it was kind of like a, I was at a show in Pennsylvania and I was with one of my buddies uh, named Dickie Watts. And, uh, I like kind of like express myself to him as like, dang, like if you look back a year ago or a year ago and like whenever I started wrestling, that was a guy who was kind of feeling sorry for himself. Like he deserved something. And now you look back to where I'm at now and it's like, uh, I'm at a guy who's doesn't feel sorry for himself and he's out there to earn everything and find his respect in the ring. So it was it was kind of like an eye opening thing when I was talking to him about it, but but yeah, I've I've made changes and I've made them for the better. Hell yeah, dude! And, and speaking of changes, the body transformation, baby. Um, I live by the three S's, okay. And Bobby knows this. It's it's sculpted, sensitive, and successful. You've been successful in the ring. You're getting sculpted now. Would you say you're sensitive? And I don't mean that as a negative term. I mean that in the sense of like, you know, you're in t- you're a man who's in touch with uh, his own emotions, who's uh, gratitude down to earth. Um, you know, the three S's. I lived by this. I, I kind of like formulated this back, what, Bobby, with 2016. I was like, this is the three S's you got to live by. This is what women love. Uh, they love men that are sculpted, sensitive, and successful. Uh, would you say you fit those three categories? Yeah, I would. I would say so. And I would say that there was a point in my life where I didn't. And I, I've definitely kind of ra- uh, raveled into all those three. I'm definitely a sensitive guy. I love to touch into my emotions. I feel like uh, as a, a man, we have this picture from society that we're supposed to be all brutal and manly and not care about anything, right? I'm the diff- I'm so so different from that. I care about a lot of things and a lot of people, and i I try to I try to make the most out of everything and. Uh, I I value uh, relationships very well, and you know I, I'm a loving guy, as I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Respect, man. Um, Absolutely. I would say most people that are in the business you are, or you know, music, you know, art, or anything. Most of the people there, they are their own biggest critic. Um, you know, you're young, uh, you're in your early twenties, definitely, um, maybe still even partially, you know, still green as far as the wrestling biz goes. Um, 
What would you much. say are, are some things that uh, you would need to work on? I think the biggest thing I need to work on is um, psychology, I guess would say, I would say about wrestling. Um, why people do this, why people do this move, why people make this mannerism. Um, obviously, I need to work on like fine-tuning some moves and fine-tuning my in-ring work. But overall, the biggest thing I need to work on is uh, definitely psychology uh, of a wrestling match. Uh, and the storytelling behind them. Uh, I, I, I've i been, over this past year of COVID, I've been lucky enough to have a, a, a facility or a school that I go and train at. So I've been learning and picking up a lot of things and like I, like I was saying, fine-tuning a lot of stuff. Um, but over that time, I made it my mission to pick one thing that I was pretty bad at and like try to make it, try to be the best at it. Uh, I'm not I'm not the best at anything in wrestling, but the the things that I've been getting better at are like promos. Um, I'm figuring out who I am in the ring, um, and I've I'm just been staying clean with uh, uh, the actual moves. Uh, same with my diet and trying to uh, sculpt my body, like you were saying, because uh, wrestling is a big aesthetic bu- uh, aesthetic business, so it's important to have a good look to you. Uh, but yeah, I would I would just say the biggest thing I need to work on right now is psychology of a wrestling match and storytelling. Okay, um, I got to jump back into a, a Marky Mark question for for my own personal. Um, um, so you yeah you 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 ran through uh, Impact there very recently. So I got to know, man. You know when you're in the back there, who were some because there's a lot of. A lot of big time guys, um, you know, rolling through there right now on that roster. Um, who, who were some of the guys that you were able to, to meet and you know have a few words with back there? Um, a couple guys were. It's it's kind of crazy because, like I was saying, I uh, uh was growing up through like the teens uh for high school, so I was watching a lot of these guys on uh, on uh, Raw and SmackDown and pay per views. And like now they're like kind of my peers, I would say, because I've been there and I've done the same thing that they were doing. Um, but like Zack Ryder, uh, his, he goes by Matt Cordona now. Uh, so he was there and I saw him win the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Like that was nuts. Um, who else was there? Uh, uh, Brian Myers, uh, who is also known as Kurt Hawkins. Uh, the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um Rich Swan, he was there, and it uh, that was cool to see. Um, Eric Young, uh, but I'll say the coolest one that I got to actually like sit down and have a conversation with. Uh, he means the most to me was uh, Matt Stryker. So um, uh, he he was big to me because back when me and my uh, friend would play like with action figures, we'd have a Matt Stryker action figure. And he'd be our general manager for our toy f- figure shows, and because he was the only one who wore a suit, so to get to have that uh, interaction with him, and he kind of like gave me some pointers and uh, critiqued a lot of my stuff, and it was just really, really surreal to have somebody like that that I like, I used to play with an action figure for him, <laughs> kind of talk to me, uh, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in the Impact uh, uh, locker room that they're they're amazing. Like D'Lo Brown was up there; he's the one who's been like contacting me. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, uh, the list goes on, man. I could sit here and name everybody, and that's not even to name like, like a lot of the guys who are in like who were in WWE who came back. Like there's people like Falaba, Willie Mack, Trey Miguel. I mean, Sammy Callahan so many people that have been in the wrestling business forever that are just studs and, and the locker room is as good as it gets right now in impact. Yeah. You said that you uh, received some advice. What is maybe one of the most key advices that you've held uh, uh, dear to your heart that maybe it helped you progress your career the most? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, but I'll go back to, I don't know if it was advice, but it was almost like a wake-up call. Um, there was two times where 
I like kind of had an eye-opening experience. It was this past summer in August, uh, right before we went out to Chicago. Uh, Trey, who was also my trainer at the school, was like sitting down with all the students, like talking to us and trying to like fuel us to like motivate us to get better and do things right. And when he came to me, he uh, he was like, "Man, I want to claim you as one of my boys, but like." uh, you, you, you have no, like you show no motivation right now. And like with wrestle or with working out, you've done so much and your transformation is probably one of the best I've seen personally, but like with in the, in the ring, your motivation just isn't there. And that was kind of a wake up call to me to like, all right, it's time to get going because my motivation is there and I need to show him. And then another time was when I was talking to my dad and my dad just kind of put it into perspective because he used to be a uh, uh, race car driver, but he never really went all in. So he gave me this spiel uh, one night about putting all my eggs in one basket. Like, cause before I joined Skull and Bones, I would do flag football, play softball, bowl, go out with my friends and stuff like that. And then I had that conversation with him. And he was like, you need to put all your eggs in one basket if this is what you want. And this is what I want. So I decided to do that. And I think those two are the best, like, uh, advice, best two circumstances of advice that I got from two great guys, you know? Yeah. And that's probably advice that you would pass on to someone else that is probably in your shoes or uh, maybe even where you were before where you got today. Um, now, is that something? Or I should say, besides those two pieces of advice, what's another piece of advice that you could give a listener that might be tuning in right now to this episode that um, maybe it's not wrestling, uh, but maybe they're trying to put all their eggs in one basket in a particular category? Uh, how would you go about giving them advice uh, to do just that? I, I would say that you just have to find the motivation from within yourself. You know, like I... I Personally, I think that we're all capable of something really special, you know, as human beings, we're putting on we're put on this earth to do something special. And it's for you to figure out what that something special is. And then just go after it, put all of your heart and all of your brain into that thing. And and never give up like it's as cliche as it gets, but you just can't. There's going to be bumps along the road. Uh, there's going to be things that are are people telling you that you can't do it or this is never going to happen. Be realistic. These are all things that I've heard. And uh, it's never stopped me because I, I am determined, I am motivated, and I am passionate about what I, I want to do. And I think that's one thing that everybody should do. They should find their one thing and be passionate about it and never give up. I respect that, man. I respect that a lot. Um. I'm curious too. I mean, and I don't know if you don't got to jump too deep into it, but as far as like impact goes, I mean, did they bring you on just for a couple, a couple of dates? I mean, is there like negotiations going on to possibly make it a part-time or close to full-time gig or what, uh, what's the latest with that? Uh, as of right now, it's, I'm just, they're just bringing me on when they need me and I am forever grateful for that. So whenever they need me, they call me and I'll be there. <laughs> Hey, fair enough, man. I can dig that. Um, a couple more questions for you. Uh, another one is uh, if you can name, we'll let's, let's do three because I don't want to put you totally on the spot, but maybe three of your favorite uh, wrestling matches of all time. And it doesn't got to be in any particular order. Just three that you know pop in your head. So I'm gonna do two from this uh, from the era of me being like a fan, and then one from me being a, a wrestler and uh, like studying tape and watching it and i really enjoyed it um so the two from being a fan uh i think it was 2014 um the wyatt family which was uh luke harper uh, rest in peace love that guy he was awesome uh and eric rowan versus jimmy and jay uso at battleground uh it was a two out of three falls match and they just went bonkers man at the i was at the edge of my seat the entire time and I'm a huge fan of two out of three falls matches, so I'd love to have one eventually. But yeah, th that was definitely one of them. Um, the second one that was like that sticks out as soon as you answered or asked me that question was uh, 
Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at uh, NXT. Oh, uh, man. That match was Banger. phenomenal. It was awesome to watch. Um, and then the third one from most recently, like my studying and things like that, uh, it was Steve Carino versus Jerry Lawler. It was an indie show, and it it was just an awesome, entertaining, funny match. I mean, it was like a 30, 35-minute match, but it was, you were you – were, laughing and having a good time the entire time so it was fun to watch a little bonus one too because i gotta throw my man Dolph in there uh when survivor series when dylan's boy sting made his debut at wwe uh it was Dolph. it was team cena versus team authority so it was Dolph, big show cena rowan and ryback versus big or not big show mark henry uh seth rollins luke harper again rusev and kane that match was cool. That was one of my favorites as well. Speaking of Big Show, man, what a crazy, uh, crazy move, man, over at AEW, Paul White. Um, I think they kind of messed up. They should have, uh, they should have had Christian come out, um, you know, on the show and and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here now, and then had Paul White be the big surprise. Because obviously, that was the more shocker of the two of their signings, in my opinion. But uh, pretty crazy, man. Um, AEW is making some moves over there, but I like that. I like that list. Um, that Sami Zayn and, and Shinsuke match, uh, you know, a billion stars in my opinion that they, uh, they beat each other up and, um, I, I love at- Shinsuke Nakamura, man. He, uh, he's really awesome. I kind of wish that, uh, he'd get a little bit more of a push. I mean, he seems like he had the, the rocket strapped to him about three years ago and then it's kind of, kind of fizzled a little bit, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, he's definitely got. Uh, probably my favorite theme song in the game right now that uh i got that in my my itunes i don't have a lot of wrestling theme songs in there i could just bump that in the truck all day um it's 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 beautiful man but uh i've got two more questions for you we'll get you out of here um the one is i gotta ask man uh i I feel like i kind of know the answer we'll see but uh what would you say uh is your long-term goal uh, you know, where you want to go? Is there any specific uh, promotions you want to go overseas in Japan and give yourself a, a shot doing the strong style or, or you know, where you want to go, man? What, what are the goals? I got a lot of goals. I have specifically like right now for 2021. Some of the goals are uh, I want to be paid. Uh, I have a paid flight to go wrestle. Uh, I would love it if the borders were open so I could wrestle internationally. Um obviously I, I I just want to stay in the ring for like, these are 2021 goals, Uh, but bigger goals. I'd love to wrestle in all 50 States. Um, I I think it'd be really cool to have a career and a legacy that somebody thinks it was important enough to make a documentary about me. That would be pretty awesome because I'm a big documentary guy. So, I mean, it got me into the game. I would love to have one for me. Um, But I mean, my my number one goal, and it's what keeps me flowing every single day, is I I would I want to make it into the WWE, and I don't want to just make it into the WWE. I want to be the guy in the WWE. I want to be the John Cena, the Roman Reigns, the Hulk Hogan, the Rock, all like all of those star-studded guys that uh, have come and gone through the WWE, and they were the guy. That's what I want. Like, and I want to I want to hear from. Uh, little kids at home watching being like oh that dude has a sweet perm mullet i want one or i want to like i want to be that star you know that's the goal that i strive for every single day oh yeah, oh, yeah man. i yeah. like I, that that's a, that's a great answer i i think that you should try to market and uh market the perm man maybe on a couple of your wrestling matches you see fans out there rocking perm wigs yeah <laughs> I've thought about it. I would, I want to, but you know, it's, it's, you got to figure it out with the merch and who would be able to make it and things like that. But yeah, I've definitely given that some thought. My new t-shirt that I'm going to be getting made up has a pretty sweet logo with my permed hair on it. So there it is. I would love to rock one of those. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'll get yeah man. We'll have to definitely, once that drops, you got to let us know. Um, before I ask our last question, I do want to make sure that, we give you the opportunity to, to plug the socials, plug the pro wrestling tea site, uh, anything else you, you got going on, any dates, whatever you want to do, man, right here, right now. 
Um, so you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook, all at Sam Beal23. Uh, I made it pretty easy for everybody to look me up. You just got to search my name and my favorite number. Uh, but yeah, um, I've got a lot of shows coming up. Um, I'm pretty excited about, uh, I've got a couple next weekend. I, I mean, I think I'm booked almost every other weekend until like the middle of June. So that's pretty exciting for me because I've never had a full schedule like this before. Um, my pro wrestling tees, uh, website is pro wrestling tees slash the natural Sam Beal. That was back when I used to be called the natural. Um, but yeah, I got some shirts up there if you guys wanted to come get or go get some. Um, I'll also be having, like I said, a new order of merch, uh, coming soon for t-shirts and, um, yeah, so that'll be it. Oh yeah, there man. It is. I, I would like so to ask sure, uh, one, follows. One, one more question here before Bobby asks the final question of the episode. Um, it'll be a two-parter here. Now you traveled and you wanted to travel to all 50 states and wrestle in all 50 states. Um, out of all the venues that you played at so far, um, now, which one would have been the best venue that you played at so far? And the, I would also be doing this episode a disservice if we did not bring up food. What is the best maybe food item that you've had at a specific joint that you wrestled at? That's a good question. Uh, there's, I mean, I've wrestled in a lot of different places, but there is two or three that come to mind where it's like, all right, that was really cool. Um, there was a show up in Michigan. I and the name escapes me. I, I think it was called MCWA, and they had a a uh, a show in a school's gymnasium, but it was like a dome, and it felt like you were like surrounded by people, and it was just super cool. Uh, so that was that one, and then um, I was able to wrestle for a promotion out in Chicago called uh, Warrior Wrestling where they actually did like a Friday night lights themed uh, three piece of shows. So like, it was like I was playing football, (laughs) but I was wrestling. So that was really cool. Um, And then the other one was also in Chicago for AAW um, being able to wrestle for bourbon. It was on bourbon street. It's a historic building that a lot of wrestlers who before me have come through. So being able to say that I've wrestled there was really cool. Um, food wise, I like it. That's tough for me because I am like the one guy who always brings, uh, who brings my food because I'm trying to meal prep and stay in the best shape that I can. But I do sometimes let loose a little bit and have like a a food or a food run here or there. Um, out East, when we go to Pennsylvania, uh, we usually stop at a place called Sheets. Uh, it's like a little gas station, but it's got the best food as like a fast food restaurant could have. Um, and then when I was down in Nashville, there's this place called Jack's Barbecue. And I'm a huge barbecue guy. Always have, always will be. I live by barbecue sauce. That stuff can, I could put that on everything. But there's a place down there that's called Jack's Barbecue that was uh, really, really good. It's kind of unfair to say anything about Nashville food because all of it's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, yeah, that, those would be the two food places that I would say would be like my favorites that I've been on the road with. Awesome, man. And that's, that's one of the cool things about being uh, a pro wrestler is, is being able to travel and, and go to different States and, and find out little hole in the wall spots just like that. Um, that's always cool to see, man. Um, yeah. And it's been awesome to follow your journey so far. Uh, I, I hope you keep going up. You know, you definitely have me and Dylan and, uh, you know, TSP over here, you know, cheering you on and, and uh, hopefully seeing some some greater things coming for you. But uh, we appreciate the time. And uh, before we get you out of here, our very, very last question is one we ask every guest when we have on the show. And that is knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? I would say that no matter what you're going through at this point in time, it will always get better if you work towards it. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens to you for a reason and, uh, people come and go in your lives. Uh, but it's, it's all learning experience and it's all something that's going to make you stronger. 
So I would tell myself at 18, just keep plugging away, man, because you've got a bright future ahead of you. Boom. There it is. I can dig that very much, man. Keep going, man. You know, it seems like you're real motivated. And the fact that you've had such a body transformation like you've had, looks like, you know, you're not in it to uh, to bullshit play games, man. You're in it for the long haul. So we wish you the best, man. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I I love doing podcasts. The one thing that I learned from uh, Darren Young, uh, per se, he was said, anytime you can get on a podcast, do it. It'll help you with so many things. And I'm grateful that you guys uh, had me on. And thank you so much. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see uh, if you're not too busy, maybe towards the end of the year, we'll have to do a little check-in, man, see where you're at. Hopefully, uh Maybe you're on a mainstay somewhere, you know, and uh, maybe you got some gold around your waist. But uh, awesome episode 102, Sam Beal. Appreciate you, Dylan, man. You know what to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much again, Sam Beal. It's been a pleasure uh, having you on TSP. I hope everyone there tuning in to this week's episode thoroughly enjoyed the uh, back behind the scenes uh, look into the wrestling life, the pro wrestling life, and Kind of like hop on the Permanator train, if you will. If you're on the TSP locomotive, hop on the Permanator train because it's going to be taking you places that you couldn't even expect that were possible. Let's go, baby. Sam, hope you uh, further your career and get to your ultimate goals. Um, you have a fan in the TSP nation backing you in every corner. Um, and then TSP listeners, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week when we hopefully have some Browns talk Uh, with our good buddy Todd Kitzler. So hopefully he can get out. We'll talk some Browns, free agency moves, and the NFL at large. Um, Have a wonderful week. Fans, love you. Take care.